It's Christmas! Hello and welcome to Christmas Binge, your new favourite Christmas listening tradition. The mince pies have been in the supermarket since October. Maybe you've been Christmas shopping since August, but we are just over a week until Christmas. My name is Brittany Stewart. I'm a Melbourne-based journalist, host of another podcast, a beauty podcast called Beauty Island, and as you can probably already tell, an absolute Christmas obsessive. Last year, as a podcast fanatic, I desperately wanted to find something festive to add to my podcast rotation in December to get me in the mood. I just couldn't find anything, so this year I made the decision to make it myself. Christmas goodwill or purely selfish, (laughs) you decide. A Christmas binge is all about celebrating the spirit of the season by chatting to interesting people to find out how they celebrate. Each episode in the lead up to Christmas, I sit down with someone and ask them about their favourite Christmas films and music, the food that fills their Christmas table and of course their unique Christmas traditions. This week, my guest is beauty writer and host of the Glow Journal podcast, Gemma Watts. She has also been a guest on my beauty podcast, Beauty Island, way back in the first season. So if you're a fan, and I've no doubt you will be after listening to this if you aren't already, I highly recommend going back and listening to that episode. Just search Beauty Island on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and I'll chuck a link in the show notes as well. Smart, talented and with the greatest and driest sense of humour, Gemma is a breath of fresh air in the beauty space with her no BS and beautifully shot beauty content. We talked about why The Muppets Christmas Carol is the greatest Christmas film of all time, what's so special about scalloped potatoes, the princess switch mistake you need to rewatch to spot, and she shares her infamous Carols by Candlelight drinking game that has gone semi-viral. You are welcome. Oh, and if you're still needing to get any last minute gifts for the beauty lovers in your life, we have just the recommendation. A quick reminder about this episode and the whole season. Obviously, I am incredibly privileged to have family and Christmas experiences that make this a time of year that I love. And I know for many people, for so many different reasons, can find Christmas a really difficult period. So I just wanted to flag that this podcast largely deals with the positive and often indulgent side of Christmas. And we are all very lucky to have the privilege and freedom to talk about things like the food we're eating and what we're wearing and what we're gifting people. So if it is a topic you find hard, this might not be the podcast for you right now. But if that is you, please, please know that you're not alone. And I will be talking about this perspective on Christmas throughout the season and sharing ways that you can give back this Christmas. So listen out in each episode for that. And of course, I'll share all the links and information in the show notes. A really quick note about the recommendation in last week's episode with Michelle and Zara about Seamus. Michelle and I spoke about this brilliant Australian Christmas TV series called A Moody Christmas. And the bloody Grinch has gone and removed it from all streaming services. I'm so annoyed. So I am on the hunt for information about where you can officially watch it. But if you were hypothetically desperate and you hypothetically Googled how to watch it online, I believe you might hypothetically, allegedly find some links there in the meantime. If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. A very big thank you and Merry Christmas to the people who've already done so. Uh, it has made my made my month reading those reviews. And remember, for more Christmas chat and memes, you can follow me on Instagram at a Christmas binge. Over to Gemma. Enjoy.
Gemma, Merry Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas to you too. Welcome. Now, I guess we'll kick things off with, say you were at a family Christmas. Yes. And there are people that you haven't met. How do you introduce yourself? I mean, in terms of like what my job is. Who are you? Oh, For well, people who haven't heard of you at family Christmases or otherwise. Yep. I am Gemma Watts um, and I'm a beauty writer. That's always the simplest way to put Very it. Very succinct. Yeah. Because if it, I always have the biggest issue I have at parties, it's fine. It's always Uber drivers when I'm like, I'm a copywriter. And then they think it's, they hear copyright and then they think it's legal. So I just <laughs> open with you. You start writer dishing and out we, uh, copyright advice. We take it from there. <laughs> All right. So to get into the festive spirit, I have got my tree up in the background, although... It's light, so you probably can't see the lights, but I've put out all the stops for you, Gemma. I feel more festive already. Great. <laughs> um, so I feel like a good place to start is always. Now, what do you call these? I call them a Christmas cracker. Me too, because sometimes people call them bonbons. Oh, yeah, they do. But I'm a cracker person yeah. as well. All right, let's get these out then. Oh, good. Okay, so quickly, obviously people can't see. Talk me My through what's happening. My pet hate is, so you've picked it up exactly the way that I would pick it up. Good, My okay. My pet hate is when people do that thing where they reach into the inside. And grab the cracker part. Yeah. Mm. Sneaky. All right, one, three. two, three. I don't know why I closed my oh. eyes when I did that. Well, we've got a second one. You yes. won. Right. What is that? You can tell these are the $5 crackers because it's literally a piece of cardboard is the gift inside. Do you have a joke? Yes. Oh. We'll open yours and then okay. we can do the jokes together. One, two, three. Yes. Hey, that worked out really oh, fairly. Oh, we nailed it. Okay, so oh, we've got good. our hats and a joke. Now, if you're at um, family lunch, do you put your hat on? Because I always do. Always. Good. First I, thing, as soon as you sit down. Yeah. They often don't fit on my head because it's like big. Oh, no, this is good. It's over <laughs> the ponytail and everything. There we go. All right, hit me with your joke first. Okay. Oh, I live for these. How do you keep cool at a football match? Oh. I, I mean, firstly, I love that they've called it a football match. <laughs> these are clearly not Australian. Nor Christmas related. No. How do you stay cool at a football match? Yeah. Something about fans? Yeah, you stand next to a fan. Oh, yes. Classic. Okay. What's an airline pilot's favourite crisp chip oh. flavour? Oh, it'll be, they'll have tried to fit a word into something to make it rhyme. Hit me with it. Plain. Oh, okay. <laughs> Damn it. Bit of a letdown. Oh. They um, always are. That's, that's what the, makes them so if good, If they were good jokes, I'd be like, well, that's disappointing. <laughs> On that, someone's job is to write these jokes. Do you think that's up there with like people who name like nail polishes and lipsticks? The nail polish one is better. The jokes one, I don't know. The nail polish one I feel is better because even though the point of the Christmas cracker, cracker gags is that they're terrible, you'd still feel a bit like, oh, man, everyone hates my jokes. <laughs> like my jokes have become a joke. Yeah. And as someone who is validated by laughter, that would it just hurt me, I Terrifies think. Terrifies you. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, hi. Who is it? It's carol singers. To get us started, I thought we would start with a bit of a quick fire round of this or that or yes and no. Okay. Just your thoughts and feels about things about Christmas. I'm feeling so festive. I'm like, okay, you know, Christmas morning. <laughs> seafood or roast? Seafood. That was no hesitation yep. whatsoever. Because I was thinking about unpopular Christmas opinions. I don't love a roast. We don't do seafood on Christmas Day. We often do it Christmas Eve, but we'll get to that. We will come back to that. What are you drinking? Something bubbly or a cocktail? Both. Our family are all raging alcoholics. 
We start on, you know what we say? <laughs> I hate us. We start on sparkling. This yep. is any family function. I like that you've said quick fire and I've just gone into no, a full thing. No, please give me the details. My parents throw so many parties. Every party will all start on champagne. Then we'll move into like whatever we've decided. You know how you kind of know what you're going to drink for the day if you've BYO'd yeah. or whatever. So then usually we'll move on to like a wine or spirits. And then as the day goes on, someone will be like, should we make a spritz? And then we start doing spritz. One of my cousins makes the best espresso martinis. Oh, it's a whole thing. So all of the above to answer your question. I have to say one thing that I did remember from when you came on Beauty mm-hmm. Island was that I got the feeling when you spoke about your family were very social. So I, yes. have, I have big expectations. We love to entertain. <laughs> mince pies or Christmas pudding? Christmas pudding. Hate mince pies. And what are you having in your Christmas pudding? Custard cream or ice cream? I hate custard, hate cream. So ice cream always. Interesting. <laughs> I like whipped cream. I know that sounds silly because they're the same thing, but there's just something about the. Te- I'm weird on textures. Yeah. Like I don't like yogurt either for the same reason. I have to be, have Sam with you on yogurt. I'll have it mm. savory on like curry and stuff, but yes. like out just dipping a spoon into a tub yeah, of yogurt makes it not me feel for a me. Bit. Um, Christmas cake, yes or no? What's Christmas cake? Like, you know, the fruit cake that comes with like... Oh, yes. 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 Because that's proved to be quite a divisive one. See, we have another tradition here that we will circle back to as far as desserts. Ooh. Now I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Brussels sprouts, yes or no? Yes. Big yes. And are you having... How are you eating them? Are they plain? Are they cooked with like bacon and bits or just... No, just plain. Yeah. Brussels sprouts. I've never understood people hating Brussels sprouts. I'm into them. I feel like maybe it's one of those inbuilt things like coriander. Yeah, you know, which like I hate. Like, there you go. But you've got Brussels sprouts, so it's mm. fine. Going out Christmas Eve, yes or no? No, because, again, we throw a party. <laughs> so you don't have to leave your house. I don't have to leave the house, but um, some of my cousins go to the pub. They go to the Ross Town most Christmas Eves and then... One year, again, I'm doing a long-winded answer. I won't name the cousin. I have a lot of them, so you won't be able to narrow it down. (laughs) One of my cousins got so drunk on Christmas Eve and Christmas was at their house that year that she woke up and looked at her phone and it was – or the clock or whatever. And I think it was 4 or 5 a.m. and she thought it was 4 or 5 p.m. So she jumped out of bed and was like, I'm so sorry I missed lunch, but I'll set the table for dinner. See, that's, I like the idea of the celebration, but the anticipation of the Christmas day, like I just can't do anything yeah. that could jeopardise that. I've got a huge Christmas Eve tradition that we will talk Ooh. about that pretty much um, binds me to the couch. Love it. And tree up or Christmas music before December 1st or not? No, not for any reason other than my birthday is November 28th. So my rule is yes. like we can't celebrate Christmas until we're done celebrating the festival of Gemma. So timings-wise, it always just kind of works out that it's December 1st. Very fair, though, I think. I think so. Because they are so close together. You need clear distinction Mm. between those two big Absolutely. So I feel like we've got a bit of a sense of how you feel about Christmas. But if you had to rate yourself out of 10 on the Christmas scale, zero being couldn't care less about the day, Uh 10 being live for it, where do you sit? I'm going to say eight because I feel like to be a 10... I would have to have said yes to decorations up prior to 1st of December. And I also, like, I'm not religious. So, I, you know, that obviously plays a part on Christmas Day. So I'm going to set myself at an eight because I love 
getting our whole family together and I love parties. Tick, tick, tick. Yeah. <laughs> and where did that kind of love for Christmas come from? Has it always been a big thing in your house, even, you know, when you think back to when you were a child? It's always been a big thing. I think part of that is because my family is huge. So we always do Christmas Day with my mum's side of the family because she's one of seven. So wow. it's very difficult to get the whole family together. So when we do, it's an exciting time. So I think that's where it all comes from. And what signals to you that Christmas is here? Because I feel like the usual signifiers say mince pies in the supermarket or Christmas carols in the shopping centre are getting earlier and earlier. So what to you signifies that Christmas is here? Is it after your birthday? After my birthday and also shopping centre related, the carols come on so early, but I feel like it's not until the start of December that they, the shopping centres will put up the like beautiful big Christmas tree in the middle of the centre. And then when I see that, I'm like, right. Or my windows. Oh, yes. They launch that pretty early. But that still gives me a little, even though I'm an adult woman, I still get a little, ooh, this is exciting. No, and I think there is something about that. I walked actually past it by the weekend and the queues of like families and kids just loving every minute. I feel like it's really important to kind of keep that sense of playfulness and being a child. so good. And then Maya, it's just going to sound like a big plug for (laughs) Maya, they have that. Is it the Giftorium? Is that what they call it? The level. Oh, it's fantastic. I might have to pay a visit. Yeah, I stumbled across it a couple of years ago because Chris and I as adults went to go and look at the Maya windows and then we went into the Giftorium and we were like, this is Santa's workshop. Have you ever had your photo taken with Santa at those, you know, those boothy things at the shopping centres? Every single year. Still? Not now, not now um, because I just, you know, I get a little creeped out. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, as as a child every year. And we used to, um, and it's such a specific thing, my godmother works for Channel 9 and every year Channel 9 used to do this huge Christmas party. It was like a Christmas festival. It was outdoors and they would have, they would have like pony rides. It was wild. This is when, you know, television networks had money and <laughs> they would have the same Santa every year who I think was the same one that did carols by candlelight in which case it would have been terry gill who has passed away but he was the best santa and because it was the same santa every year he would have like banter with the parents it was sensational and also even as a child like you're picking up those things to see the same face every year yeah it's not scary yeah well love it a little break with my chat with Gemma to share another way that you can give back to others this christmas today we are casting our eye overseas to choose love It's the world's first store where you can buy real gifts for refugees. You can shop in-store in London or online from anywhere for practical items like tents, nappies and sleeping bags. But instead of taking them home, each purchase buys a similar item for someone who truly needs it. Uh, Since 2017, Your Compassion has funded more than one and a half million items being distributed to refugees that need them. This is all the brains of Help Refugees, which started as a hashtag nearly five years ago when a group of friends were left devastated by pictures of thousands of families arriving on European shores to be met by nothing but barbed wire. They organised a van full of donations. Since then, they've reached over one million displaced people and currently support over 120 projects across Europe, the Middle East and the US-Mexico border. 
These projects are powered by ordinary people who are stepping up where governments are failing to provide even the most basic of services. You can shop from three categories, arrival, shelter or future. Prices start from just $6 for an emergency blanket, $20 for a child's coat, $60 for a tent, $78 for clean and safe water right through to $194 for accommodation services. There's also education, mental health support and things to brighten their home once they're out of the camps which they can spend years in. If you are feeling really, really generous or you want to club together with some friends, $1,260 will buy everything in the store. That includes a month's rent and food for a family, a donation to women's safe spaces, tents, books, children's jackets and everything else you can see in the shop. A truly, truly generous gift, as is anything from there. Anything from there is a gift of the heart that can really help change lives. To shop, visit choose.love or visit the link in the show notes. So we come to the first binge of Christmas, which is what you watch or you listen to. What is the the thing that you watch to get you in the mood? This is such a bizarre, my favourite Christmas film. I'm going to get judged for this. A Muppet Christmas Carol. Oh, I love the Muppets. I love the Muppets so, so much. Muppet Christmas Carol is amazing. I don't think I've seen it in like Michael Caine plays Scrooge. That's a great It's casting. amazing. It's so good. How many times do you think you've watched it? Now I would watch it once a year, but when I was younger, probably three times per December. I, it's the best. It's so good. And then modern favourites would be Love Actually and The Holiday. But, oh, The Muppet Christmas Carol. <laughs> it's, it's so good. So would you? Th- would that be your pick for the best Christmas film of all time? Definitely. Without, without any semblance of a doubt. It's such a weird choice, I know, but I just love The Muppets. I just feel a kinship between myself and Miss Piggy, and I just love it. I quite like it, though, because and I've had this conversation on another episode, is that we're not getting a steady increase of good Christmas films. No. Oh, I saw Last Christmas over the oh, weekend. I have Mum and I have booked to see it at Gold Class Here's in the a few thing. weeks. Oh, well, we saw it at Gold Class as well. Here's the thing. I loved it because it was just – it's look, look, it's exactly what you expect. Yeah. But is it going to be up there with Love Actually? Absolutely not. And what I don't get is – Obviously, having no expertise in film uh-huh. whatsoever. How hard can it be to make, like, you only need a, a few elements to make a good Christmas film. Well, why Why is no one doing it? I don't know, but I think oh, this is going to sound like such a wank. I feel like there has to be, there's like magic and you can't put your finger on what it is with yes. the best Christmas movies, but there's just like a sparkle to them. That's very true. And it's just, it's less of an element and more of just like everything coming together and being magic. It is definitely that feeling as well, because I feel like you, you there's no real in between. There's either the the holiday love actually, like you said, it has that yes. magic or it's just flat. Yeah. There's yeah. no in between. I didn't even consider the holiday to be a Christmas film until recently when someone pointed out to me that it's like the whole film is about the Christmas <laughs> holidays. And I was like, oh, okay. I thought it was just about like hot people hooking up, but okay. Do you think then if the holiday is a Christmas film, I feel like this is one of those shower Die thoughts hard? that came to me. That is another question. That's a Christmas film. I will allow that, except yep. I had a Christmas in July and August for my birthday. Amazing. As I do for the past few years Love now. Love it. It's become a tradition. And 
I live in an apartment building that you have to buzz in. Mm-hmm. And so to gain entry, I asked everyone the question, what's the best Christmas film of all time? The oh. answer to pass being the holiday, every single person said Die Hard. So it's, it's general consensus. It's not the best Christmas film of all time. Is it a good film? Yes. Is it the best Christmas film of all time? No. Mm. Mm. But if The Holiday is a Christmas film, does yes. that make Mr. Brightside a Christmas song? You oh, know, the one shit. that Cameron Diaz sings. Yes, I, I know it well. As a Richmond <laughs> as supporter, a, I know if, it very as well. As if I needed to explain it to you. Um, no. Mm. Wishful thinking. Yeah. But we can, we can make that a thing. The Killers maybe need to do a Christmas version. I would love that. Yes. All right. We'll write them a letter. Dear the Killers. <laughs> Brendan Flowers. <is> that? <laughs> Dear Brendan. Um, if you're listening, there's your next song. Mm. <laughs> I'm sure he is. And speaking of Christmas music, mm. what is like your Christmas tune? Are you very much like are you a Mariah? Are you a Michael Bublé? Mm-mm-mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Shaking of the head. Bing Crosby forever. Yes. Bing Crosby. Christmas morning. We have the same CD that my mum has had for as long as I remember. We have to dust it off. That's how <laughs> old it is. Bing Crosby I believe the title of the album is It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas and he's sitting on the front cover by the fire in a big armchair. Bing Crosby is Christmas to me and I cannot survive if I am not playing that album on Christmas morning. I imagine this, I don't know, well, I don't know if this song is on it. The duet that he does with David Bowie? No, it's... Is is it the drummer boy? Oh, maybe it is on the album, but I feel like this album is before even that. Yeah. This is old. Yeah. Oh, it's every Christmas morning. So I take it you're not blasting like Ariana Grande's Christmas album or Justin Bieber's? Not in a month of Sundays (laughs) would I be doing either of those things. Love Ariana, but I have not touched her Christmas album and I would not do so with a 10-foot pole. (laughs) I'm a Christmas music purist. You have your rules. Mm. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. You've kind of alluded to the kind of things that you might be eating on Christmas Day. Yeah. But we get to the food section, which Mm -hmm. I imagine we're both very excited about. So what is served on the day? And it sounds like you, you kind of have the two big celebrations, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Yes. So Christmas Eve is more like nibbles. And that's when we do like mum and dad go and get they go to the same place every year. I don't know where it is. I just let them do the things. Um, they get crayfish every oh, Christmas Eve. And then we have like prawns, the whole lot. Mum and I, the last couple of years, have done the most outrageous charcuterie board because we just love it. So Christmas Eve is grazing. And then Christmas lunch is, you know, you roast every kind of meat, veggies, the big thing, and it's a running gag amongst our very big family on Christmas Day, my auntie Lynette makes these scalloped potatoes, and if I don't have them on Christmas Day, I will throw a tantrum. <laughs> I like they, They're essentially making two big trays. One is for the whole family and the other is for me because I just load up on potatoes, yeah. and then I will sort of slink away from the table and go back for seconds while someone's like telling a captivating <laughs> story and then I'll just appear with more potatoes. Oh, I'm like salivating talking oh, about yum. them. Oh, scalloped potatoes. So that's, yeah, that's the big one for me. And then for dessert, we don't 
I think someone might bring a pudding. This is how big my family is. I don't know who brings what, but my auntie Judy always makes, you know, when a chocolate ripple cake is so big that it's in a circle, yep. she does the big circle chocolate ripple cake and then she will crush up like mint crisps over the top and then yeah. she'll just put a bit of like Christmas decorations on it <laughs> so it looks like a wreath. Oh, oh, that's a great idea. Scallop potatoes, chocolate ripple cake. That is my Christmas. So those are the like the dishes of the day that speak I will scream if they are not being presented to me this year. <laughs> That's all I ask for. So how many people are at this Christmas? <sighs> big family. Are we thinking like 15, 20? Oh, more? much more. Oh. Much more. So mum's one of seven and then I, like I'm one of the youngest cousins. So most of like all the cousins have partners. A lot of them have kids. Yep. I've got second cousins. So the children of my cousins that are closer in age to me than the cousin is, if that yeah. makes sense. Christmas Day, it kind of varies who is around. But what we've done the last few years is actually done Christmas Day on the Saturday before. So that way everyone can come. And then on Christmas Day, it doesn't matter if people are like coming and going. So we kind yeah. of have a few Christmases. But it'd be this year. I think everyone's coming, including people from out of Melbourne. Big deal. Oh, it's going to be between 40 and 50. <gasps> and it's at our house. That's Yay! a lot of scallop potatoes. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. But I can't wait. See, that's my one of, I wouldn't say greatest fear. That's quite an exaggeration. But I love Christmas. Mm. The right way to do Christmas in my mind is how my family does it. Yeah. You, and, you know, obviously when you have a partner, and I do have a partner, but we've just, we're in different, different states for Christmas. Yeah. So we've never actually had to have that conversation of, which one do we go to? Because I feel like I would be very selfish in not giving up my Christmas. That's that's us. And um, Chris is super, like, relaxed about it. Oh, so great. we haven't had to. Even now that we do my family's Christmas a few days earlier, we still do my family on <laughs> Christmas Day. It's Christmas! Now, I'm really excited to talk to you about traditions because there is one big thing that you've been doing. I don't know how long you've been doing it. But it revolves around, is it Christmas Eve? Yes, it is. So I won't say any more. Tell me about this special You know tradition. what? I actually dug up the, the rules so I oh, can read yes. them out. So every Christmas Eve, my, my Channel 9 godmother is the entertainment producer for like a lot of their live shows. So she's done carols every single year. Um, a little fun fact is that I was a backup dancer for High Five for their first <laughs> carols when I was like six or seven. That comes into play in the rules. So, for people who don't, who might be outside of Australia, what oh, is? Yes. So, Carols by Candlelight is a big televised carols. They do it in at the Sydney Meyer Music Bowl. People go along and watch. It's on the TV. It goes for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> and all of these Australian celebrities, some of them singers, some like Dennis Walter, radio presenter, but has the most incredible voice. Oh. So they all just pop up and sing carols. And it's amazing. So what I started doing a few years ago now, because we have all these people over and I'm like, guys, we've got to watch carols because I really love it, but it's not for everyone. I was like, I can get people excited about the carols if I turn it into a drinking game, which is sort of my approach to anything. <laughs> like if people aren't excited, turn it into a drinking game. So oh, it's, it's my most liked post of the year every single year. I love it. It's the only thing I've ever done that's gone close to viral. So... This will probably only make sense to people that watch the carols, but the rules are you have to drink when they zoom in on a baby. 
uh, when you can spot the MCG in one of those panning shots of Melbourne when they call for audience participation. So that includes things like, let me see those candles. And um, you can sing along to this one. You have to drink when there's any former talent show contestants performing. So that's like Australian Idol, The Voice, any of those things. You have to drink if Gemma Watts mentions her time as a high-five backup dancer. So that's (laughs) mostly for the people that are just sitting in the same room as me, but as a general rule. But if you listen to this podcast, you have dropped that fact. You're a drinker in any way. Exactly. And as a general rule, that will happen about nine times. High-five don't even perform anymore at Carol's, but I'm still like, you know what would be better if high-five were performing? (laughs) Do you guys remember when I was a high-five backup dancer? So we just drop it in very casually. How old were you then? Six or seven. And... You would have been a massive High Five fan yourself? Or Big time. Yeah. I wanted to be Charlie. I thought she was so cool. Is she the blonde one with pigtails? Uh, no, that was Kelly. Kelly. Charlie had the long blonde hair. Long blonde hair. Uh, also drink if Santa is drunk, <laughs> which is almost always. You have to finish your drink if the baby they've zoomed in on is asleep. And you have to finish your drink if a host or performer says word for word, and they will. You all look so beautiful from up here. It happens at least twice. And then if you are really feeling spicy, you combine this with the Santa hat drinking game where you oh, put the Santa yes. hat on the corner of the TV and if it matches up and looks like the person's wearing the hat, finish your drink. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Some people haven't survived and by that I mean they've had to stand up and be like, I'm putting myself to bed now. But I'm like, come on, guys, the hallelujah chorus is only one hour away. And how, like, it, it generally does go for, like, three or, like, a long time, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It was, um, it was kind of the marker growing up because two of my cousins who live in Warrnambool would always stay with us Christmas Eve and it would end probably 11, 11.30 and we were like, maybe if we stay up to the end of Carol's, we'll still be up when Santa gets here. Yep. And mum's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, that won't happen. You should go to bed now. And we're like, oh, I don't know. Never saw him, oddly enough. There was one year that I genuinely thought I'd seen him. I've done that. Yeah. It was like um, I had a bedroom with a fireplace. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up kind of early in the morning around midnight and seeing this kind of like red flicker that I imagined was Santa as a I've had that with the tooth fairy. Yeah. I thought... Santa, there was a couple of years when we thought Santa had come for sure because my dad... He found old roof tiles and, like, put them on the backyard, fully knocked over our whole outdoor (laughs) setting. So then in the morning he's like, guys, guys, Santa's been here. And mum's like, great, Bruce. (laughs) Yeah, it does look like Santa's been here. Who's going to clean this up? And dad's like, oh, silly Santa. (laughs) That's dedication. Mum's like, are you sure you were trying to set this up or did you play that carol drinking (laughs) game and just fall over? It went a bit far. Now, I will link to your post or put oh, a amazing. written version up of that so people can get involved because oh. I feel like that's just a, I was going to say that's just a gem. It's a viral sensation. Oh, punny. Very punny. I try. I try. What to you is a sign of a great Christmas? Like you get to the end of the afternoon or the day. Is it chaos? Is it everyone, you know? It's the mark of any good family function and that is everyone we've, put a soundtrack on that is not Christmas related. The sign of a good day is my whole family screaming Daryl Braithwaite's The Horses <laughs> at the top of our lungs. It'll be The Horses, 
Gone Farnham, You're the Voice. Yep. We do a bit of Dave Dobbin's Slice of Heaven. That's the sort of feel of the playlist. So if we're all screaming that at the top of our lungs, which we will be, day made. Done. Mm. Love it. One thing that I did want to mention, because obviously one thing that I've tried to be really conscious of with this podcast is that while I love Christmas and find it a really mm-hmm. amazing time, a lot of people don't feel that way about it for yes. a myriad of different reasons. And I did touch on a few initiatives that you can do for Christmas. And I talked about New Day Box oh, in a previous episode. And I know that's something that you've done. So maybe yes. you can also just talk to me a bit about why it's why you feel it's important that you do that. I actually um, did, talked about this on Instagram today. So timing's perfect. So New Day Box is a great one. Share the Dignity have an initiative that it's, I think is called It's in the Bag. St Kilda Mums are another great one who take on, I I guess, working in beauty for us. It feels like the least we can do, but they're always super grateful. They will take on donations of products and then that will be used as Christmas gifts. Another one, I I sort of spotlight women's shelters and charities like that a lot, but I also today and during the year go to organisations that work with children who are in foster care because there's like there's a lot of stuff you can give to the women's shelters but they don't necessarily have a use for like a rainbow eyeshadow palette so what I dropped off today was a three boxes full of products that will be given to girls aged I think between 12 and 18 who are in the foster care system because their parents or the foster parents you know they're doing this amazing thing but they now have you know a child that they have to to pay for and that's a huge expense so they obviously can't afford, you know, design and gifts. Up. Yeah, it's it's a crazy, crazy expense. So all of those presents will be given to those families to wrap up and then give to the foster kids as their as their Chrissy presents. Oh, brilliant! And is that a particular? That's charity? through uniting. Through uniting. Yeah, and I'll put a link to that as well because that sounds brilliant. And I think yeah. I have heard a bit of conversation about how there. A lot of people donate stuff for children and adults yes. and it's that teens and I think particularly exactly. male teens as well. Yes, uniting there's always a, a shortage. Always so. in need of stuff for, for males. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. A bonus little recommendations segment from me. As you would have gathered, I am absolutely obsessed with Christmas movies and TV shows and music and everything. And while I've watched a fair few things, I've been so chuffed with all the recommendations that other people have been sending in, as well as guests on the podcast. And if you go to my Instagram, at a Christmas binge, you'll see I shared a great recommendation from listener Claire, who recommended a series on Netflix called Home for Christmas, which is getting rave reviews. So if you are drying up of your Christmas pool, I highly recommend that. But if you're like me, and have watched Love Actually, The Holiday, all the Christmas films so many times that you're not getting sick of them, but you're just looking for something a little fresher. May I recommend another category that I have come across, Christmas adjacent films. So those are films that obviously aren't completely centred around Christmas, but either feature Christmas semi-prominently or just have a Christmas scene. So if you're in the mood for Christmas adjacent rom-coms, Can I recommend my top four? Yes, I may have watched two of these four in one day this weekend. Serendipity with Kate Beckinsdale and John Cusack. Bridget Jones, any of them, but particularly the first one because the film starts and ends in Christmas jumpers and a turkey curry buffet. Um, So tick, tick, tick. You've got Mail, Meg Ryan, Tom Hanks, 
classic first set of online dating early 2000s. Amazing. And continuing on the Meg Ryan theme, when Harry met Sally, because of course there are some great scenes where, and I can't imagine doing this, lugging a Christmas tree across New York to get back to get it back into your house. So four Christmas adjacent films for you. Serendipity, Bridget Jones, You Got Mail, and When Harry Met Sally. And I believe Serendipity is on Stan. You've Got Mail and When Harry Met Sally are either on Stan or Netflix. And Bridget Jones pops up on a few different places, but I'm sure you've got the DVD somewhere as well. So you are welcome. And if you have any others to add to the list, Christmas or Christmas adjacent, remember you can DM me on Instagram at ChristmasBinge or send me an email beautyislandpodcast at gmail.com Time for your unpopular Christmas opinion. I just don't love a roast lunch. I'm not a big roast meats gal of any kind. Like I'll eat it. I'm not a fussy eater. I know I made it sound at the start like I'm super fussy. I will eat anything that's put in front of me. Um, Hence the, the Miss Piggy affinity. But I just don't love a roast lunch and maybe that is why I get so excited about the scalloped potatoes because I'm like, cool, if I fill up on these, I can just sort of move my roast <laughs> everything else around my plate. I'm like, roast vegetables don't do it for me. It's just, But people love it. People love a roast. Is it just like there's too much going on or it's just like the flake? Like I've just flavors. never – it's just – the, the one thing. thing, even as a kid, like I was pretty good with food, but I used to, if my parents gave me like a steak or a pork chop or a lamb chop, I would be that kid that just sits there chewing it in their <laughs> mouth. I won't do it because it'll turn people off your beautiful podcast. It'll just chew and chew and chew and then just sort of spit it back out and be like, nah, can't have it. And mum and dad are like, okay, cool. Glad we cooked that for you. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's not for me. Fair enough. I don't know if I've... I feel like it's one of those things you definitely won't be alone, but people will not be very vocal about it because yeah. it is such kind of a beloved Yeah, the foods dish. that I don't love, people get real fired up about. Like watermelon, for example. It's not a Christmas food, but I hate watermelon. Oh. And every Yeah, every time I say that to people, they're like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> so I get that with the roast thing as well. But yeah. I suppose because watermelon's... I would have thought quite an inoffensive thing because it's basically just That's why water. I hate it. Watermelon yeah. and celery. Like, what are you? <laughs> why There's waste no the chew? Yeah. <laughs> Give me a little something. Mm. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. You are working in beauty and you also also work in fashion as well. You are a very stylish person. Oh, so In my active wear at the moment. <laughs> they can't see you. Um, curious about decorations because I feel like a, when it comes to Christmas mm. decorations, are you the tackier, the brighter, the flashier, the better or are you as refined in your Christmas decorations as you are in everything else? Bless you. I leave it in charge of mum but I definitely have opinions. We love decorations but we don't love um tinsel yes that's usually the divisive one yeah so we pull back on the tinsel but I would say we have a lack of reasonable number of decorations but it's still fairly elegant my mum's like got really good taste (laughs) she'd be annoyed (laughs) and I don't say that but no she (laughs) she really does and is your like your whole house becomes decorated no, or just no. like the main yeah. areas. 
Actually, she's putting tinsel around the front gate this year. It looks very nice. Oh. That's, that was a new touch. But um, the the front of the house, the hallway, and then like the living and dining rooms, a bit of decoration, but we just limit it to the communal spaces. Yes. It is only, when we're recording this, it's like the third day of December. I've already watched a fair few Christmas films, but oh, I didn't what start. What have you watched? I did Christmas with the Cranks last night. Amazing. Because I just wanted something easy. What else have I done? And I've done... You know the Netflix Hallmark Christmas ones I've done. You watched any Vanessa Hudgens? The so Night Before Christmas, her new one this year, which I was not, again, not going to hit a top ten, but pleasant. Pleasant is a nice way to describe most Christmas films. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I haven't watched her one from last year. The Is it The Princess Switch? That's it, yes. But there's like whole websites dedicated to ripping it to shreds. Apparently oh. at one point because it's like a parent trap style. She's playing two characters. At one point, they forget to edit out the body double. <laughs> so it's just her in a scene, and then it switches to this random woman you've never seen oh, before. I need to rewatch then, just for that minute. Yeah. I'm gonna, I haven't watched it, but that's on my December to-do list. Great. You've got 20-something days to fit it in. Oh, that'll fly. <laughs> Another Christmas tradition that I have come to associate with you Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very handy one for anyone looking for gifts is obviously ah. your Glow Journal Beauty Gift Guide, which seems mm. to get more, not expansive, but just more comprehensive each year. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a big undertaking. It it came to be because I felt like you, you type Beauty Gift Guide into Google and a lot of what will pop up are these are like stock images and you have to click through a slideshow. So... There's no way of, you know, putting things into a category. Like if I see the gift, I want to know that the writer has actually tried it, which you can't tell from a stock image because anyone could just pull that from the internet. Um, And I don't want to be like, oh, wow, this looks like a great gift and then scroll down and it's not in my budget. So I was like, I need to work out a way to – I just wanted people to be like, okay, this is my budget. I want to be able to just jump on a website, type in my budget – and get all these recommendations from someone who knows what they're talking about and who I can trust. So I was like, I can fill that gap. This year I said, oh, I'm going to make it a little bit smaller this year. That has not happened. <laughs> um, it's 100 products across three different budgets. Wow. There's, every, there's skincare, makeup, hair, fragrance, body, gift sets, limited edition products, the whole the whole thing. I love it. It's a lot of work, but I love it. How long does it take you to put together? Do you reckon all up? Oh, if we if we start from me sitting down and working out, okay, which brands do I want? Because I reach out to all of the brands. I don't just chuck stuff in there that's been sent to me. I physically go, okay, my favorite brands are bang, 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 getting touched with all of them. They will send over a list of like what products – you know, they're kind of gifting selection. I will pick from there. Then they will arrive and then I will shoot everything and then I will edit everything. If you were to put it all back to back, it kind of, it's like two and a half months, but if I, it it would be, I'm going to say a week, but without any sleep or eating. Oh my God. That's it's way more lot. than I was even guessing in my head. Because I shoot it all and edit it all and write all of the <laughs> things. So it's, yeah, it's a lot. Well, the result is beautiful. Thank you. It, I love doing it and I I really feel like it is filling a gap. So it's worth it. 
obviously it starts off very curated to begin with in terms mm. of the brands that you you've tried and that you love but what is it that gets a product worthy of the gift guide it just to has to it's the same with any product that i recommend it just has to be no fluff it's easy with christmas to get very excited by beautiful packaging and like a you know a big hamp or a, one of those palettes that's got 400 eyeshadows in it it's very easy to get excited but um sally hughes who we love she has a really great philosophy on gift giving which is buy the smallest thing for the money you have so people are going to prefer like a beautiful christmas edition ysl lipstick over some stupid hamper with 14 loofers and a bar of soap in it. I just think it's gifts that are special like that and also gifts. Hand cream feels like such an obvious one, but no one is spending money on hand cream for Mm. themselves. So it's the kind of like we're all just floating through the year, not buying hand cream for ourselves, hoping to get something Kris Kringle. (laughs) So just things that are like essentials, but beautiful versions of essentials that people wouldn't fork out their own money on and that's kind of the best the best version of a gift isn't it something mm. that you wouldn't buy yourself because you you, you don't just justify wouldn't. it or yeah. whatever for a reason i love the hand cream thing though because i feel like there is something kind of you almost think it's kind of like a older grandma gift but it's one of those yeah. things it makes such a difference like you said there are beautiful versions mm. and it's always handy handy to have yes oh boom boom i need to stop <laughs> no <laughs> continue of course beautiful festive packaging is great but um, like there are so many brands that do Christmas crackers with little mini products in them. Joe Malone do the best ones. But if the products inside the cracker are a bit average, it's not a good gift. not going to make the cut. Beauty advent calendars have become oh, bigger. Yep. Thoughts, opinions, do you have one this year? Oh, I have one because I shot it, but I haven't been You haven't been opening it? Through. No. I, you know why? It's because it's Charlotte Tilbury and I have every oh, Charlotte Tilbury product yes. ever and I spend my own money on them. That's how good they are. So I think I will just put all the minis in little gifts for my mates this year. I always think that's a great use of beauty advent mm. calendars as well. Little We've gifts. got our um, like group of girls from high school. We do an annual Christmas dinner and every year I say, don't, don't buy me a present, don't buy each other presents. I dress up as Santa <laughs> and then I just all of the products out of a bag and sort of piff them at them <laughs> yeah we um, do a lucky dip Gemma thank you so much for sharing we had some beauty tips oh. we had some food tips and we have a new drinking game for Christmas I don't think we can ask for much and more, that's so the trifecta you. I think <laughs> thank you for having me so have a wonderful Christmas and thank you you too Merry Christmas Happy New Year hey Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Christmas Binge. I hope you enjoyed it and are feeling a bit more in the festive spirit. A very special thank you to Gemma for coming round for a pre-Christmas chat and Christmas Tim Tams. Find out where to follow her beauty account and her brilliant podcast in the show notes of this episode. I have been getting so, so many lovely messages from people about how they've been enjoying a Christmas binge and how it's helped them get into the holiday spirit. So please know they have absolutely made my week. So thank you so much for taking the time to send them. And as well as the brilliant people who I mentioned before who've been leaving reviews and ratings, please keep them coming. You can also share that you've been listening to the podcast by taking a screenshot on Instagram and tagging me at a Christmas binge. A final reminder that I have a prettier podcast, Beauty Island, 
where I ask interesting people in beauty and beyond about the eight beauty products that have a special memory or meaning for them that they take to a desert island. You can find the link in the show notes or search Beauty Island on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Follow me on Instagram for more Christmas goodness at Christmas Binge. I'm sharing lots of behind the scenes from episodes, daily Christmas memes, Christmas recommendations and more Christmas trivia, polls and quizzes. Until next week for the final episode of A Christmas Binge. Thank you so much and bye-bye. Enough now.